going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I'm not, not lose. I'm a bad man. I took up the world. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. Yes, he is the DB of the show, and we are black in sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. And here, uh, we're bringing you back inside the locker room, man. And, uh, you know, me and MH, we talk about a lot of stuff, and we really work on bringing you guys, you know, things that's for the culture and things that really fit that black in sports, man. And and one of the things we really want to talk about, man, is like, uh, do you really want to work in sports, man? Just kind of <laughs> how we got to where we're getting. And uh, I'm MH, I think it's going to be kind of like a multi-part series. I don't think we're going to cover it all in this in our locker room, which is more of a short format. But man, you ready to do this, man? I am, man. I'm I'm, I'm excited about this, bro. This is a locker room discussion. This is definitely locker room <laughs> lunch day. This is totally a locker room discussion, man. So, I guess, man, how I want to jump into it, man. Is there a job that you? Let's just start with. Uh, I don't want to start off. Is there a job that you thought? was going to prepare you for uh, where you are today or just add some value on in your tool belt that just really didn't work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> the last uh, time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about several. And okay. if, if I'm going to be like serious for a moment, um, I do think in all my paths, I've kind of worked together in some way. You know, God mm-hmm. kind of has a direction for your life without Absolutely. really preaching here. Um, and now as I kind of look back now over time that I've actually got to where I've, I've got to, um, I can say, oh, they, they all work together in some some type of way. Um, and they help me to in my everyday, you know, kind of position that I'm in now and working in sports. Plan. Shout yeah. out to Drake. Oh, plan, right? I, I, this works, right? I didn't, I didn't really see it then. But one thing that I thought of, and, and we touched on a little bit of this, I thought I was going to be into the sales thing, right? Uh, My lane, I know, bro. I know this is your lane, but you know, former athlete, uh, wanted to kind of stay competitive. I am a competitive person by nature. If anybody knows me, I can kind of compete. I will compete on literally everything. So, uh, it was brought to me that, Hey, maybe sales might be something that you might want to do. And I'm like, I don't know anything about sales, but I'm a competitor. I like team atmosphere. I'm gonna get it going. So I started, uh, I'm not going to mention like the company company because I don't want anybody to feel bad about it. <laughs> but I went to a I went to a health club and uh, I was going to do membership sales for for the health club. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and hilarious, right? So the, on my training days and you know the orientation, they were telling me how uh, you know how to get some sales and how to get you know some customers in and what strategies to use and all those type of things. And I was like, I was attentive. And, essentially what they had was like you know those poster boards of like hey you know sign up today those type of things here's the membership okay now health club are we talking about like you're like fitness are we talking about like a holistic kind of you know yeah yeah yeah. i should i should i should make that clear we're talking about fitness right you're (laughs) okay your standard thing there's a part of me that wanted to you know do the membership see that part of it and then maybe get into personal training i was in shape at the time you know what i mean like okay let me get the whole Yeah, let me get the whole of how this operates and maybe I can get into this. (laughs) Uh, I quickly found out that I don't know if it was my lane um, (laughs) based on a couple of things. So he was showing me the strategies like, hey, here's the memberships. Bring them in this way. You know, the memberships on the postal card, whatever the case may be. And he was saying like, hey, somebody bring in. We had some three membership platforms that weren't even real memberships. They were just upsell prices like hey 
option A, B, or C, and it was just made up. I don't know who made up the prices. They weren't actually membership prices. And so if somebody were to come in and you say, hey, do you want option A, B, or C? They'd be like, ah, you know, if they're not really going to test you, ah, option B looks good for me. Right. Then you have to actually manually, you know, enter that membership into the system because it wasn't really real. Uh, but it was a lot more than what anything else was. But if they did challenge you, if they did, <laughs> like, ah, oh, man, I don't know, man. Like, I go somewhere else or I'm, I ain't on that time. I'm just trying to work out a few times a week. You know what I mean? Keep my fitness. So you're like, oh, okay. Okay, let me let me see what I can do for you. And then that's when you get into all the BS. What you know, what what month were you born in? Okay, let me let's, okay, January. You said okay. you a Sagittarius? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you said your mom was Asian? Okay, I think we okay, got a so we got some uh, I think we got special. Then I'm just typing in just BS on there. Just, you know, queerty uh, eight times over on the keyboard. Queerty, queerty, queerty. And then I would bring the real memberships to them, what the actual memberships are, and I'd be like, Oh, I think I can do this for you. <laughs> and then I saw what the real membership was, but the the inner the inner God in me just would not let me do that to people for a full time. So that's when I quickly learned. Yeah, sales might not be my lane. I've never got back into sales since then. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, hey, and and you know, you didn't give it any other. She's like after that, you're like, nah, man, I can't, I can't do this. And man. I know that's not. So I mean, EJ, school me on it, but like you know, that I was like, it's not for me. Right off the bat, it's, it's not for me. And what's so funny about it? Like, I'm definitely looking into that. Like, that's hardcore. That sales to a thousand. <laughs> it's so bad, right? Because there's so many layers of it, right? Like, when you yeah. think of sales, you know, sometimes sales get a bad rap, or uh, you know, because there are people that do anything to get a sale. You know, there's all <laughs> those kind of things. But there is, um, you know. Sales is an emotional thing, right? That's what most people don't ever, ever understand, right? Mm -hmm. So the fact that you like sitting there seriously saying like, oh, you know, when's your birthday? Oh, you're Sagittarius? And like, <laughs> like that's emotional shit because when you're doing sales, you're looking to connect with somebody. So that's the funniest shit ever <laughs> to hear like that was some of the shit. And then like you're clicking the keyboard and oh, I'm, I'm like, so, I'm, I'm so just... hyped up right now. For this. <laughs> I'm typing miles 18,000 times like I'm in detention. I'm just typing, just typing stuff. And people think you're working for them, right? So, like, people, like, man, oh, man, I know you did a lot, man. I know you really, like, man, I'm just, let me get this down for you as much. As, and then you just give them the same shit, just regurgitate it. But it's, <laughs> it's bad in some cases, man. But, like, at the end of the day, 99% uh, uh, of uh, sales are definitely emotional, right? Like, you have the some things that, you know, like, I hate that we have to have car insurance, right? That's a mandated thing. So, we have yeah. to do that. And there's no kind of rhyme or reason now we do try to bundle the hell out of it like yo if i get this rental insurance um and this car insurance together you know can your boy get a discount but you know outside of that man um that's fucking hilarious man. i'm trying to compose myself you threw me off with that man you know <laughs> we talked a little bit about it before but no man that's sales and it's so funny because from a, a different standpoint like i wanted to get into sales right mm -hmm. and i would never forget to get into sales the knock that I always would receive is that I don't have sales experience wow. and that shit would piss me off. Right. Like, so, you know, I want to work in, in sports sales, right. Whether it's ticket sales, whether it's hospitality sales, premium sales, you know, I, I wanted to get into sports, get my foot in the door. And they always say, well, sales is how you would do it. So I'm like, okay, you know, let me try out for this. And the knock would always be like, Oh, you don't have no sales experience. <laughs> so, your boy like did different things to get that sales experience. And I know one of the things that I did mm -hmm. was 
I became Al Bundy. <laughs> and for all the young, oh, you about the shoes? Yeah, bro. I was out there slanging them shoes. Uh, I got a story about that too. But let's oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So, you know, um, and it's different levels, right? So, you know, I had, uh, I had this. No, I didn't have the. What was Champs? We Champs was and um was a Foot Locker or used to be affiliated, I think, at one point or another. Mm-hmm. I worked at Champ Sports, right? So that was. You know, getting up there. And one of the biggest things I remember when I was selling the champ sports was the multiples. That's how you got rated was multiples, right? Like, yeah, you have a, a board of what you sell and they have like competitions and all that crap. But the company really valued multiples. And for people that don't that never had job in sales or worked at, you know, any kind of a establishment like that, sporting uh, sports goods store, the multiples is, okay, you bought a basketball, man, go ahead and get this air pump. You need that air pump, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, Damn. Okay. Or, you remember that? I didn't got, got a lot of cleaning service. I didn't got a lot hey, of. Hey, that was I got a lot of. I didn't got a lot of shoestrings. <laughs> Thank you. That's my go-to. Yeah. That's my go-to, man. So you sell some shoes. You, I would always. Oh man, you know you, we, these come with these shoes, but you know what really set these off? Here, get these. These coordinate and pop out. Yes, man. So I, I hit them multiples because it wasn't the amount. It was just the fact that you got someone that was going in to purchase something, right? Like I'm going to a sporting goods store to buy a jersey, to buy a, you know, mostly shoes or to buy, you know, equipment. And it was to get that multiple. And that was that thing, man. So the shoe game, my two, my shoe strings were my number one because it's a low, it's like whatever. It was like two extra two dollars or whatever shoe strings were at the time. And I'm like, hey, and you and you just hit them. You put you put that shoe in front of them. You lay that lace on top of it like that. Just like, You know, so so it went from your sales pitch to your presentation, man. It's no <laughs> shit. So I was on it, right? And that then is, of course, shoe funny. cleaner is that second thing. So now, yeah. if you remember, every time you would get those shoes, you know, that's what it was, man. Hustling on those multiples, man. So Dang, they hustled me. I was like, <laughs> I, I've been hustled many times on 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 those things and multiples. But I also was in the shoe game. I didn't even know that. We, as long as we've known each other, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that part of your story and. I was in the shoe game too, but uh-huh. much different. But um, I used to work in the shoe department at Kohl's. Oh, I got one for you. So look, let's hear that. Let's hear that. Yeah, if you if you need to know some of the backstory on Kohl's, on, on the what is they called? Kohl's Bucks or what do they call them? Joints now? I can't think of them now. I don't hey, know. I got some backstories on how that stuff worked, but <laughs> that's enough saying them. They don't give us any money to do that, so I'm not going to do that anyway. So uh, I used to work there in that department and. It's funny because I think a lot of what I do now, essentially, I started off kind of in community when it comes to professional sports, community relations type of work. And my job is now morphed into some other things that are more developmental, but so to speak, it's kind of, you know, working in the community, so to speak. But uh, I got a lot of um, interaction with the customer and learning people pretty quickly at Kohl's. Um, and how you kind of treat people. And if you're if you got the good that they're asking for, just kind of what that human to human relationship is just kind of being a good person. So quite honestly, you know, you worked on the numbers at Coles. And if, you know, if uh, Miss Ma'am was coming in and she was very disrespectful to me and said, hey, I'm looking for this. And it wasn't like, you know, a person to person. I would go in the back and I would get on my phone and I would chill for a little bit and I'm not going to look for the shoe. And then I would come back out and say, hey. I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I, I we didn't see the shoe here, and then oh well, it says it on the you know my Coles app or whatever that, I, mom, you, ma'am, you could try that location. I, you know sometimes there's a lot of glitches with that, and I, I would literally not do the work, and that's not a good thing. But um, it, it you just got to treat people a certain type of way. So I, I quickly learned like, hey, 
at any position, how do you treat people matters of how you kind of receive uh, your product or your good or whatever the case may be. And there'll be other times where people, I would see some random person help me clean up the boxes, you know, just handing me the boxes that they tried out. And I'd be like, you know what, let's try these. Or, Hey, if you, if you say this at the register, they'll give you this much off and I'm going to try to help you. Right. So um, I learned a lot about my job as far as working with people on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. a lot from that shoe department at Coles, to be honest, and go. a liquor store, but that shoe department <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, that's so funny, right? So that's another uh, aspect in sales where whether some salesmen want to acknowledge it or not, that is called the asshole tax. <laughs> <laughs> It is a definite defined term called the asshole tax. If you want to come out, treat me, you know, make him, you know, like, come on, man. Every day is hard, right? Any day above ground, you know, it's, I mean, for the most part, every day is a good day, but you know, there's things that come up and I don't need you to make my day any harder. Right? Like, so that's that, Hey, I don't have that shoe or, Oh, I could have took 5% off easy, but because you like and the full price and if I can figure out how to add 20%, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it on there. So that, yes, you, you discover the asshole tax. It's great to hear that, man. Yeah, um, so same kind of thing, right? So I did, I elevated, right? So back to getting the, um, the experience. So my full Al Bundy was, I actually worked in, um, a, italian shoe store so italian shoes right so now we're getting where i had to step my game up right like where i'm actually learning the different type of leathers and the different (laughs) kind of shoes like no this is a monk strap and you know this is a double double wing tip and you know learning uh the difference between snakeskin and ostrich so um got in that game and that was really where it was taken to the next level of like building a customer base right like because it was here it was here in vegas and you know these people are coming out to vegas two or three times a you know year they're big time gamblers you know and you know they want to know when the fall or the summer line comes out so you know you send them like little notes thank you for purchasing and you know all of that good stuff and the whole how you display it how you bring kind of shoes out so i had that kind of department store that elevated shoe service so you know attempting to still uh, get the experience. What, where you like learn the customer right yeah, well, you learn the customer like, okay, but I still had that skill set, right? So like, hey, you want to get this ostrich shoe? Got to get the ostrich belt. <laughs> <laughs> Got to coordinate. It's cool. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, you was dressing John Witherspoon. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, no, man, so it, it was funny, man. I want to do, I do want to switch it up, man. What about, you remember in college, right? Like we both were in scholarship, we both played scholarship, but did you have any like, a job in school or like any kind of work program that's like you got paid part of your scholarship or did you not work at all during uh during your school days in college <laughs> playing ball i ate a different way um so no not not a not a not a w-2 job i would say okay uh, <laughs> but there was ways that i learned how to get money i got really good at matten for a couple of years and anybody okay, that you, to play me like that yeah yeah and anybody that wanted to play me it, it cost 20 dollars to play me and i was you know that was an entry food. Yeah, I was taking some 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 money or some swipes, uh, meal swipes at the dining hall. Like I was getting a couple of those, and then I just learned how to talk. To, and I'm not gonna lie, and this is a long, long time ago. So, Kristen, if you hear this, this was just a long. I had to eat, right? So I just learned how to uh, uh, talk to ladies too, right? And uh, you know, um, when when the meal service wasn't going on, unless you were in summer school, you know, those mm-hmm. summers where like you couldn't get swipes. Unless you were in summer school, but you couldn't really work either uh, because of the scholarship thing. I don't know. There are some weird rules that don't exist now uh, in NCAA that that was existing when I was in school. Um, 
I, I had to figure out how to, you know, I'm going to every barbecue that I could during the summertime. And that, 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 that came with, uh, you know, being friendly with <laughs> the opposite sex, you know? Uh, so I learned how to talk to people. I, and I say that this way, uh, now, because now again, in my, in my, in my day-to-day work, there's a lot of people that I have to talk to and kind of get common ground with in a lot of different ways. And I think a lot of that time I've learned that at school, uh, doing some, some work, uh, to eat essentially. Uh, no, absolutely. Education, I, college. Go to college. You know I love. Hey, go to college. <laughs> go to college. Proponent for going to school. I mean, I'm. Uh, that's a whole nother debate. You don't get me started on that. Um, <laughs> I do remember that though, and that's something I used to teach some of the, the like the the cats. I was like, yo, man, you need to know who the lunch lady is. You need to know who the swipe lady is. You need to know who the janitor is. You need to know who everybody you know is because there's going to be certain things you need to maneuver around that campus. And if you know everybody, you know yeah. what I'm saying, and speak to them and treat them, you know, you know, with some respect, just give them a couple seconds. Man, I used to <laughs> no meal plan. I lived off campus <laughs> and was still <laughs> going there. No swipe. Yeah. And yeah. Even, yeah, no, I, that, that's a great point, man. And that's useful because, like, we're both in corporate or, or just bigger um, companies where the relationships with different departments because we either have to work with them. Or, you know, just our day-to-day involves them in some way or another. So that's definitely a great point, man. So I got another one for you. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever been in a job that was a tipping position? (laughs) Like, um, I don't know. Like, I don't know. um, Everybody had had some food service. Now, I know some food service, like I worked at KFC when I was young, so there wasn't tipping then. But uh, my homeboy told me how we could short the cash register. Hey, Jesus, you know, that long, long, long time ago, forgive me. <laughs> you know, had, learning how to hustle, man, it just comes with the life. But anyway, have you ever had like a tipping job or tipping position? No, nah, I haven't. But I got a lot of questions about that. And we'll, we'll get to that. But one thing that I can say where I did get tips um, was I learned a lot about the golf course. My first job out of high school, I worked at a golf course. And essentially all I was doing was, uh, you know, getting the uh, the golf balls on the driving range. And, you know, if there was a tournament early morning, you know, getting the individual's bags out of their car, putting them in the golf cart, driving it to the, the pro shop. Um, and I, I and I quickly learned uh, that, you know, brown loafers on the golf course, man, you're going to give me a $20 tip, right? So, like, I, I understood the the makeup of what a tip looks like pretty quickly and who I need to, <laughs> who I need to, uh, you know, make friends with pretty quick. So I learned that in really in high school. That was like my, my only real like official, I guess, some type of tips. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other thing is I used to work out when I was coaching football in Boston. Uh, I needed to make some money, you know, kind of part time. I was coaching Division two, uh, Division three. So it wasn't like it was, you know, I wasn't Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. So I needed to make some money. And I used to work at a liquor store. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And quickly, I learned that America has problems when it comes to liquor, man. Like, you know, about we really do. Like, you would see people that would get a lot of booze at the same, you know, same time every single day. day. Yeah. But I I quickly learned people and I learned who's coming in for, you know, Paul Mall cigarettes and, you know, this bottle of wine. And when I get in, I will prepare orders. Okay. I know Johnny's going to come in at this time. I know this dude's, and I would just have them at the front desk. So they would just come in. Hey, what up, Miles? I say, hey, man, ring that order up. And they will always leave me like, you know, 20 extra dollars or, you know, I appreciate you, man. I'll see you tomorrow type of thing. And again, again, it didn't make sense now, but like, you know, kind of working in, in, in sports and sometimes working with players that are 
um, active players and they are on tight schedules and they have a certain way of wanting to do things and time periods. Hey, I let me know what you want. I know, I know if I'm you like kids, time, yeah, yeah. I, if you like kids, this is for you. If you don't like kids, this is for you. you want to talk to people. though. No, if you don't, if you want to stand back here and do this, I know where to put you right. Um, because I've learned that relationship with you and now, and now you feel comfortable working with me too. So yes, I didn't have tipping in sports, but I want, I want to ask you about some tips, but Tell me about your tipping experience since you so, shortened up K registers. So, um, <laughs> that's so funny. Anyway, yeah. So I had a, you know, I, I served. I worked in a restaurant. I think a couple of restaurants now. I think, but I worked in a restaurant in college. Um, wasn't old enough to serve the drinks, but uh, you know, it was a serving position. Um, so you know, you worked on tips. Um, and then also, I mean, when I moved to Vegas, I worked in the nightlife a little bit. So uh, that, that was definitely a tipping situation. So I learned <laughs> a lot about that, right? And also learned about, like, customary tipping, right? And it's so vastly interesting what people think about tips, right? Like, I'm talking about, like, like my Midwest family, right? People that come from Ohio or from the South. And then just because I was here in Vegas – international tipping so so i'm gonna I'm just go ahead and hit no, you. no oh wait yo no, let me ask what, what's customary what's what's customary in today so i'm talking today we're we're right, in 2023 today. all right yep. so today customary for good service is a minimum of 18 percent for good service and then the scale goes 18 to 20 percent <laughs> is where Roughly where you want to be. Oh man, just get that man. Get them twenty percent. That's just what I think. It's just customary, like twenty percent. That's just that's just. Now you just said customary. So shitty service, good service. Customary is twenty percent. You could be boo boo the fool. You can um, do you know whatever. You get twenty percent no matter what. Twenty percent. It is what it is, man. I'm gonna give you twenty, and and maybe even more because I don't like I don't like doing numbers like eighty six plus five and all that. Hey, I'll just round it up to the nearest ten. I learned hey, that in second grade. Hey, right, you, hey, you might get 22%. I don't know. Right, you do 10%, 10% of it, and then you double it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the numbers don't add up right. If it, I need a whole number that makes it easy for me, you might get close to 22%. So, yeah, I, you know, it's it's 20%, I think, is customary. So is it a tip then? Because, like, we should have defined. We should have looked up tip what we got on here. But anyway, so you're saying it's 20% and it's not on a sliding scale, depending on service. You're not a, whether service is good or bad, 20% off top. I'm just 20% for you, you know, bringing my, you know, bringing the water out and, you know, literally taking my order and, you know, bringing the food out and here's a check when I ask for the check. Type and of thing. You, okay. So the argument that people say, Oh, um, I, it's not, I'm not, I don't have to tip. A tip is for, for the service. You're just, so if someone gives you bad service or, or something's wrong, it's just 20%. And that's where I kind of like, if you, the asshole tax works a different way too, I guess. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it's out of your, you know, I mean, like, you know, if the, if the kitchen's slow or, or things like that, cause we know there's our, our people's establishment sometimes, um, speed is not on the, uh, on the, on the menu. It's going to be good though. It's going to be good. Slap, right. <laughs> so, you know, I don't hold those things that are out of your control, but there's things that you can do. And I just, I don't believe, um, it's customary. All right. Who gets tips? Do like, well, we kind of talk about this pre-show, but like, do salons, so barbershops, beauty shops, nail techs, like, you know, like, does a wifey, does she tip when she gets her nails done? 
Yeah, uh, I think wifey tips are necessarily uh, <laughs> on the nail tip. <laughs> on the nails tip, or you know, if she's getting a massage or like the oh, facial yeah, massage, thing, massage, right? So like, that's the thing. Do you so that's that's I think where it gets it gets crazy, right? So like, do you tip when you get your car washed, right? Like, because that's just a service. Like, if you go pull through the little car wash thing, you know, and the dude like tiles it off, like the little quick tile off, not the not the full detail thing. Do you tip that person? I do, and I, I don't. I, it's 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 and it's it's more about person to person. I'm an awkward. If somebody, if I don't know you, I, I think I am an awkward person, and that awkwardness of like, yeah, thanks, buddy. Like you know, thanks, bro. And like I'm not giving them three to ten dollars or whatever the case is. To me, it's, I'm just an awkward person. Like I feel bad, and I don't know. You know, you can if you don't tip them, you get in your car. And you can feel their eyes in the back of your head, like <laughs> really not gonna tip me, like bro, really gonna just get in this car and just say, you know, pull whatever. off, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, to I'm, handshake. yeah, so I, I so at the airport, to. at the airport, you tip him. See, the airport is different. Bro. Oh, here we go. <laughs> the airport is different because I'm not asking. I, I, I'm very capable of carrying my bags, my wife's bags, my daughter's bag. I didn't, I didn't ask you to carry my bags. I don't need you to bring me a cart. I know it's a struggle. I know I look like I'm struggling. But I'm not going to give you two dollars for something I could do, right? So no, do not touch my bag. I need to get into this shuttle to get to the other terminal. My Leave apologies, me alone. G, but I'm going to hold my bag. I'm going to put it in the car and I'm going to take it out myself. You don't have to touch anything. So no, I, at the airport, I am a little weird about that, man. I don't, so I don't know found a spot. So what are <laughs> like what are some sports tipping, right? Like, because that's one I I wanted to get like to think about, right? Because most tipping roles are like service roles, right? Like that's, I mean, if you want to lump lump them into one like large generic category and isn't an agent like a service role, like a sports sure. agent, right? Like, cause a lot of them do more than just a contract. Like they help them like, you know, maybe connect with their marketing team or with some marketing and da da da. So do Agents get tips <laughs> from, from well, they, don't they take they take they like percentages in the agreement, right? Like they they like that that's they like that they like that eighteen percent that you see at the bottom of the receipt. Like, hey, if it's over two hundred dollars, we taking eighteen no. right off the bat. Anything that's, else is whatever. Hey, that's that group of twenty that sat down at IHOP. I don't grind on that bitch. <laughs> yeah, we we already taking that twenty two percent. Go ahead. <laughs> so two quick ones: auto grad. Do you tip more? uh no okay and then so then is that tipping because like that isn't that like their salary because that's what they get paid right they only get paid on the contract so that's really just their form that's of what they, yeah i i don't that's know maybe you get them maybe right? i mean maybe you get them a watch too <laughs> <laughs> maybe you get them a watch maybe you get them a pair of shoes uh you thank you for the nike deal thank you what's up what size you got there's some sweatsuits uh yeah I, I don't know is that is that a do do they tip agents I, I don't know I've I've had an agent he don't even like the agent so I don't how long you had agent I had an agent for a year and a half bro and then like you know when you're not that guy like the the roles of what your role what you know I I can't tell him like hey you work for me. Like <laughs> that shit ain't rock flying. Nah, he's like, nah, I'm helping you out, bro. And I ain't got nothing for you. You good or are you good? <laughs> so our relationship was much different. I, I wasn't oh, trying to boss shit. him around. He was doing me a favor, right? He didn't do me any favors, though, man. Forget that dude. Um, 
what else in sports? I'm, Let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this, because, you know, a, a, a topical kind of current topic right now is like the running backs in, in the NFL. Right. And right. Um, what they're being paid or not being paid or what what the contract situation is. And I don't know if it's necessarily a tip service, but, you know, there is a salary cap. Right. And you have to pay. <laughs> 53 plus whatever on the roster in football, right? Mm -hmm. And so you balance what people's value is to their team and what position they play and how long they can do this. And sometimes they always talk, you know, they the hometown discount has come from players taking less or putting more deals on the back and more years on the back end of the deal that keeps the salary numbers low and all those type of things. Is that a way of, I don't know, tipping the organization or save, you know, being a customer with the organization is, hey, I'm going to take less to let somebody else eat, or I know you want to move some money here, or you can pay me later type thing. Like, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? I think the title of this show is going to be called The Asshole Tax. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's devaluing somebody, right? Like, I mean, because is it though? I mean, it's different situations, right? Because, like, think about it, right? Was it mixing it with, uh, what's, uh, with uh, Cincinnati? Yeah. He restructured his deal, right? Because he's like, oh, man, I ain't trying to switch. I'm not trying to go over to play with the Browns, right? Like, I'm right. going to stay right here because I'm, I'm working to get this championship team. I believe in Burrow. So I'm going to make my money and incentives and other things. So he took a restructuring or a cut, right? But then you have, like, Saquon, which is still out in, in Never Level. Um, what's his name? With the Vikings. Um, uh, Cook. Uh, yeah. Cook is still out there, and Cook is a dominant. I think Cook is an every down back. I mean, I guess Saquon is too, but like uh, Saquon's had more like relevant injuries, I guess that that may provide concern. But Saquon's quarterback is Danny Dimes. Like <laughs> he should definitely be there. Vanilla Vic, if we're gonna Vanilla be on Black yeah. <laughs> Vanilla Vic, yeah. And he needs that, right? Like, and, and you hope it falls. Well, all right. I don't want to wish bad on anybody, but like, it's kind of like he's getting devalued. So I, I don't, I think you're getting devalued. And it sucks because it all comes from analytics, right? So there, and which is like a new role, right? Like, who knew that like I should have paid attention to stats class and I could have made it working for the NFL doing like <laughs> Amazon uh, logistics or whatever. But anyway, what they're doing is they're showing like, okay, here's the age, here's you know what the uh, what they do for the team and quantify it. I'm like, oh, we don't need to pay them. They're, they're plug and play, and like they were just showing just kind of like some of the stats of how some of these quarterbacks are doing with the running back healthy and without the running back, and some of their stats are just as good or better. And they're like, oh, well, shit, that doesn't prove that case. Now in New York's case, he definitely is. <laughs> making uh vanilla Vic better. Um, but like I, I think it's a whole devaluing, and I think it's just crazy how you see the change of tight ends were not as valuable, right? Like they were just like an extra fullback that you put on the line that we've said that in the show before. All right. To now you got tight yeah, end you yeah. and everywhere, and they're they're pushing up that you know they're dang near a, a slot receiver on the line, or you can't, you know, cut them out. So I just think it's like looking at the value of what that job function does and then evaluating how it fits into the puzzle of the pie, right? 100%. And I think there's, you know, two major factors in that. It's funny that you said slot receiver in different positions because I just think that's what a running back is right now. If if I'm going to be real about it, I think they're – A good a, running back. A, a, well, just a, yeah, just a certain type of running back. Like if, right, I, right. if I can't line you up anywhere outside the backfield – 
then essentially you're a slot receiver. Like slot receivers don't get paid as much as, you know, the J Jamar Chases of the world, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can only line up in the slot and they can only, you know, play a couple downs. And if that's the same with the running back, hey, I can't throw a pass to you and I'm just going to hand you the ball, then, you know, I, I'm not going to pay you whatever. I, I don't know if I'm looking at it that way. And then I look at it as a quarterback. So I think prior to Tom Brady, I, I don't, you know, I think quarterbacks would play their, you know, Troy Aikman, I put it this way, Troy Aikman and Emma Smith's career length was relatively the same, right? It wasn't like Troy Aikman played 36 years and Emma Smith played seven, right? Well, even though Emma Smith attempted to play for the Cardinals, which uh, some people he attempted did. <laughs> he did, he did, he did, That's and I think he did. But what I guess what I'm saying is like they didn't they phased out relatively at the same time mm -hmm. uh, to where it, it I guess it almost increased all of their values. Emma Smith, Michael Irvin, and Troy Aikman. So in first ways triplets, right first triplets right yeah they i guess they were paid differently by position but it wasn't right. like somebody it was like an argument now where hey i can have a quarterback that plays 22 years at a high level because you know for rules to keep him safe and all those type of things and it's more of a quick passing game he's not gonna get hit that much more whereas i'm gonna have a running back and he's only gonna play four to five years it's, then it's like yeah how much do i want to I can pay this guy a lot because I know I'm going to get a, a long time for my bang for my buck versus this position where so I blame Tom Brady honestly like <laughs> for for extending the, the for the for life. for extending his shelf life to 20 years so now that quarterbacks you know if quarterbacks play 10 years that's a short career now right if a starting quarterback plays 10 years it's like oh you only play 10 years where it wasn't I don't think it was like that back in the 90s and previous generations I think everybody's timeline in the NFL was roughly the same. Um, and that's not necessarily the case anymore. So then that brings, so talking about, you know, um, want to work in sports, right? So when we choose the positions, right? Like, are the, are these mm -hmm. people looking at what position they play? Like, cause a, mm -hmm. we play two ways. A lot of us play two ways in high school, right? Like, and mm -hmm. then ultimately, where am I going to go further? Am I going to go further on the offense side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, right? And there's just certain things that like, so for myself, I played linebacker and tight end, right? Those were mm -hmm. the, the equals at that time. Are they think are these kids now more aware of like, yo, like I can do this running back for a little bit, but like I know this shit ain't gonna get me nowhere, or I need to focus on these hands so I can be put in multiple places or kind of like open to have some other some other talent. Because now, like if you're looking at, you know, your future career, if you know, sports is you know, we all entertain, you know, there's this, there's a certain point where uh, the God lets you know that uh, the career, the sports career is not going to go any further. But until then, you know, we're taking these jobs, playing these positions, you know, even sometimes having coaches put you in positions that didn't fit. Like when, you know, I was a defensive end and my coach wanted to make me a stand up outside linebacker. And I was like, that's not going to work for what I'm trying to do. Um, okay. But do you think that like, that's something that these kids are, are thinking about or should be thinking about, especially if you're if you're seeing and I, I probably shouldn't call it the devaluing of the running back position, but just how the evolution of the game is changing to where, you know, I remember Colin Carr used to always say that wide receivers were icing or, or cherries. Right. Like they, right. they weren't, you know, a real mainstay and now he's changed his game. You need at least two wide receivers to open up that field. So what are your thoughts on that, man? That's interesting. That's that's a really good point. Um I would think a lot of I work with I work with uh grassroots uh <laughs> athletics a lot. 
in mm-hmm. my day-to-day job. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when I see, when we say it's an open type camp or something, I would have 86 wide receivers in a camp <laughs> of a hundred kids and 10 people that's playing defense. Right. Um, and not everybody's a wide receiver. I, I, I get it, but that's the, to your point, it's not just icing on the cake. It's like, that's the flashy position. I'm going to do this and I'm going to get paid this amount because that's what it is. You rarely see running backs anymore. You barely see linebackers. You know, some people might actually want to play corner, but it's a, it's just a kind of a, a, a different way of looking at it. So I do think kids are looking earlier of like, Hey, what is my long-term future with playing the game? Um, there. I also think, man, that could even apply into like front office type of positions because when I think about it, you know, I, I, we've we've harped on sales a lot, and I don't know sales, but you know, the Milwaukee Bucks have sales just like the Las Vegas Raiders have sales, just like you know, whatever you know, a million different sports companies. Everybody has some sort of sales, sales when it comes to it. So mm-hmm. the foundation of what you're learning is very transfer transferable uh, to other positions versus if you're you know. In another part of the job, um, some of those things in football are not transferable to basketball, and some of those things in basketball are not transferable to, you know, the NFL. Um, so I, I do think, uh, I think that's interesting as you kind of get it into sports. It's like, hey, how can I keep making my maneuvers or what I can learn from this position? Uh, maybe it's sales, maybe it's community, maybe it's. Uh, I, I don't know what it could be. Yeah, operation. What can I learn that is transferable into other walks of life into this sports realm? Um, well, you I definitely really have a couple, right? Like, so quarterback, natural, supposed to be leader, right? So organizational right. control, you know, different levels. Um, but the transferable, if you talk at just sports, you know, you have a lot of basketball players. The ones that transfer are usually receivers, right? Like, that's the, that's the skill set that they can either – you know, tight end, I guess I would say. So, you know, talking about Anthony Gates, I think he played uh, basketball, you know, all through um, high school. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez. Tony and, Gonzalez, you know, yeah. they talk about LeBron. If he was to play, he played receiver in high school. Um, you know, so those different things, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're missing some. But, but, yeah, those are those transferable. The only other position, I think, is you go to kickers, right? Um, as long, a, long snap. No, long snap. <laughs> All you're doing is long snapping. What else you got? Well, you can play snapping? 40 years in the league. You can play 40 years, but it's and not transferable. I'm talking about transferable. Okay, I got you. So I was going with kickers because, like, if you can kick a ball, like, from soccer, soccer-style kickers, you know, punters, um, I don't know, whatever. Oh, you're talking uh, about sport to sport? Sport to sport, you know, things like that, right? And then, but, no, long snappers, you're in the, <laughs> you, those are accelerated careers, man. <laughs> I mean, long snappers can work in the community. They can do sales, and then on Sunday, go snap the ball and do that literally for 35 years. Nobody knows who their name is. Put a jersey on. Do a couple of appearances. Nobody knows who you are. Who's number 46? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Random oh, dude. So, yeah. he's, been on, he's been on team for 10 years. <laughs> you've been on team for 18 years? <laughs> you know, you know when you filter the ages of teams? Now, I do that now, and I, uh-huh. this is how I realize I'm, like, super old. I'll – I hit the roster and I'm like, dang, man, like the oldest person on this team is 32. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that's a kid to uh, me. You know, you know what I mean? Like, dang, well, you know, that's the oldest person on the team. And then you'll just randomly just somebody just throw out the outlier 46. Who's who's this old but who's, who, who's 46 years old? Oh, the long snapper? Oh, he'd have been there, he'd have been there 50 years. What's Adonis Haslam doing on this though? <laughs> 
John Sassums is a long snapper in the NBA. That's he transferable. Is, uh, he's <laughs> an NBA long snapper. <laughs> oh, that's disrespectful. <laughs> and he got a random ass number, number 40, long snapper. And you called it, right? 40, that's – and you get one of them <laughs> – uh, a regular ass numbers. <laughs> Not 40, not four four zero, like 40, 43. <laughs> like, yeah, just, well, no. uh, Troy Palomar. Hold, hold uh, 46. On. I don't know anybody that's 46. 46 was a great one. <laughs> Tell me who's 46. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. The long snapper. That's who it is, right? <laughs> that's hilarious, man. Well, um, last thing on Tippett, man. <laughs> um so you say 20%, man. What what about the rule of thumb that one of our good friends uh, gave shout you? Shout out E. <laughs> if you don't know a Barry, man, she is the funniest person in the world to me. Uh, Barry was what, episode three when we started the show. Yeah, episode we got we got to bring her back. She didn't she yeah, didn't level up on the live or something, man. Yeah, I'm, uh, she done, I'm she leveled up a few times. Auntie yes. leveled up. Um <laughs> but she says she <laughs> she said i only give god 10 percent, so i can't give nobody else more than that <laughs> which is which is which is wild absolutely but there's some truth to it hey hey and to her point and to my uh to, to jabri's point too shout out to jabri man uh that might save me some money in the long run <laughs> Might make a lot of people mad, but it might save me some money. Hey, may I may save you some money, man. My ties is ten percent, man. Size is ten percent, man. No matter how the service is in church, uh, <laughs> I don't um, say that. Man. Yeah, hey, you can't beat you can't beat God given. Now that's hey, that's you can't beat God given. Go ahead and give him twenty percent, man. Get the guy twenty percent. Get God twenty percent, man. I love it. All right, man. Anything else for the people before we jump out of here, man? Final words. Uh, funny, man. I Good loved stuff. it, man. No, man, we probably have to – it's fun kind of going back because I didn't even get into my uh, my golf uh, war story, man. So I'll tell you that offline, man, because your boy's embarrassed, man. Like, just, just put it like this. You know when they used to say, um, we play on our greens, we don't eat them? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had some issues in my, my golf experience. But anyway, hey, uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. Uh, you know, want to work in sports, man. Just know that, like, there's no tradition. I think what we were getting at, there's no traditional way – um, to get into the sports world, man, you just got to take opportunities as you get them, whether they be, you know, part time jobs, um, what do you call them? Internships, you know, even ambassador programs where you're just helping out and getting to learn how the operation works, you know, volunteer and, 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 you know, get a sense of introduce yourself and connect with people, man. But like I said, man, I hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, we drop new shows every Thursday and, and nothing's changed, man. Um, watch us on YouTube because if you see it, you can be it. And then follow us everywhere. Um, you can listen to podcasts. And please, please stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming you're rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh, yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 yo. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat about two racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back.